Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Your Life, Your Money. I'm Chris Creston. I'm joined, as always, by Kelvin, the money guy. And thank you all for joining us today and spending part of your day with us. We Hey, the show's called Your Life, Your Money, yeah. and that's what we talk about here. And you can always reach out to Kelvin anytime by visiting his website, askkelvin.ca. That's askkelvin.ca. And you can give him a call at 416 416- Four five seven seven five two six. You can give him a call anytime at that number four one six four five seven seven five two six. Now, Kevin, we've been doing this show together for quite some time. Now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know what? I you're already like, a pretty good uh, financial advisor, but you're actually ranked number forty out of. 85,000 advisors across the country. So you're one of the best advisors in the country. And I well, know you like to be modest <laughs> about it, but I like to brag about my I buddy know, Kelvin. I know, but uh, I've been doing it for a long time, right? Like, yeah. you know, thir- this will be 31 years. So, uh, yeah, you learn a lot over those years, you know, yeah. right? You know, I guess on today's show, we should probably look at sort of that experience that the customer has coming to you, that your clients have coming to you when they've got uh, issues with their money or they want to start planning their life and planning maybe retirement and things like that. Calvin, what are the reasons why people come into your office? Well, well, I think one of the most uh, common reason is that they don't get enough um, touch points with their, with their advisor or their bank, whoever they're dealing with. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's, if I was to say all the reasons why uh, people come to see me, I think that's the number one reason. Because when I ask them, you know, why, if they already have an advisor, they're doing it on their own, why do they, why did they come to see me? And that's mm-hmm. the, the, the reason is because no one ever um, calls them or whatever, you know. Right. And I found that, especially when you're dealing with a bank. And, you know, you've got, you, you'll sit down with them at RSP tax time. Right. You talk to them for a little while. They sell you on some stuff and then you don't hear from don't them again. see them again. And that's, that's the big problem. And not that the banks are, don't do a, a great job. Uh, they do. Mm-hmm. But one of the problems is that the, in, in the bank situation, that position is more of a transition position. So many times the, the client will go in and they'll always meet somebody new. That's so there's no consistency. There isn't. I, that's one of my biggest problems, especially with visiting banks, is that lack of consistency. So I've got one person handling my file. Right. The next time I go in, you somebody ask else. for Sally and uh, Sally's gone. I don't know where. I got, <laughs> Sally I got took a ride. Now. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, I mean, there's tons of reason, but those, that's really one of the, the biggest one. And, and I guess, you know, after doing this all these years, we as advisors, I mean, so, seldom do we ask the client, you know, how are they doing? You know, right. like, how are you, how are you feeling? You know, how's your health? How's your kids? Like more personal than, than just talking about TFSAs and RSPs and Stock investments. Market. Yeah, like nobody cares, you know. The markets go up and down and up and down. It doesn't matter if you deal with a bank or myself or your own advisor. Uh, but I think we should take more time to find out how, how are our clients doing, you right. know, how's their well-being. And you find that helps you better plan for their future and help them plan for their future well, if you know what their actual needs are. Right. Well, it makes it uh, it makes it more easier for them because what happens is they think that you know the advisor knows all this stuff. It's like a teacher student relationship, right? Right. So I try and make it more of a human relationship rather than just you know investments, right? Mm-hmm. So that's one of the, the the flaws I find. That so people are finding that they're they're not getting that touch point 
with their advisors currently. Right. Yeah. I mean, like I said, there's there's lots of us around there, um, but you gotta you gotta find somebody that really that you can get along with, right? I think that's the biggest uh, hurdle for for most people is you know I need to be on board with my advisor. Yeah. You don't want to go in and find someone who doesn't really get you, doesn't get what your family's needs are, don't get what your future needs are right. as well. So there's got to be a fit of that relationship. Right. So that's what I try and bring across to people, right? We'll go through a couple more uh, of the things that people are coming to you with when they visit you, what the clients are talking to you about as the show rolls on here. This is your life, your money. You can always visit Kelvin's website by visiting askkelvin.ca. That's ask K E L V I N ca and give them a call anytime at 416-457-7526. That's 416-457-7526. More of your life, your money, coming up on the other side on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. And welcome back to Your Life, Your Money on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. I'm joined, as always, by Kelvin, the money guy. You can visit his website at askkelvin.ca. That's ask K-E-L-V-I-N dot C-A. 416-457-7526 to talk to Kelvin off the air. 416-457-7526. Kelvin, uh, through this show, we've been talking about the client experience. You know, yeah. talking about what, <laughs> you know, your clients, and you've had clients that are you know, lifelong clients, right? Oh, yeah. You know what? Just uh, a couple of days ago, a client came in. He's 62. The wife is 64. And sure enough, a couple of years ago, I said to him, man, you should retire when you're in 2019 and sure enough he did there you go after 20 years of dealing of dealing with them with the markets going up and down mm-hmm. and this and that and they're mad and all kinds of stuff <laughs> happening they're happy i mean he was totally happy that he can retire at 62 and never ever ever run out of money that's terrific you know so, so that's, that's yeah that's and, the experience and that's all part of planning and making sure that you know you've got your savings in a row, you've got your investments in a row, but also tax planning is a big part of it. Yeah. And and one of the things to get back to that client is I always encourage them, you know, don't just save all your money mm-hmm. over the years. Go take a trip, plan out your life. You yeah. only live once, right? Yeah. So YOLO. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so yeah, take that trip. Don't just save and save, you know. Live a great life, but plan for that rainy day. And one of the big planning for the rainy day is tax planning. Yeah. Very seldom do we do any tax planning. Well, that's it. You know what? I think that people think about tax planning at tax time and they just sort of shovel some sand against the the tide and that's their plan. Yeah. The only time you hear about tax planning is during RSP time, like around January, February, March is right. But, you know, that's that you need to do it all year, Mm -hmm. right? If you could spend three hours a year tax plan, doing some tax planning, I guarantee you, you'll save yourself about $3,000. Wow. People just don't realize it. You know, we worry about the stock markets going up and down and all that kind of stuff. But the tax man is your problem. Yes, we have to pay our taxes because we live in the best country in the world and we need to pay taxes. But we also need to keep more for ourselves, right? Mm-hmm. So if you sit down and do some of that, you'll be, you'll be fine, right? Yeah, you know, I think that we sort of micromanage a lot of the different bills that we have to pay in our life. But taxes isn't always part of the thing that we think about. We think, oh, well, you know, we're sort of complacent about it. Yeah, we got to pay our taxes, so we're just going to look the other way on right. it. And, but meanwhile, I'm going to fight for every penny on my cell phone bill. Well, think about, yeah, exactly. Well, think about this. If you're, in a, if you're in the top bracket 
in Ontario, right? You're in a 54% tax bracket. That's 54% of your money gone, right? And then you got to worry about HST if you own a business, right? Like the HST on the gas, on food, mm-hmm. on cell phones, etc. So what is pe- what are people supposed to do, right? Um, I found out, you know, from the av- the average client of mine to talk about the clav- uh, experience, mm-hmm. the average age of the client that came to see me as a result of these shows are about 52, 52 years old, right? Uh, they have over $210,000 in their portfolio. So that person, you know, is going to retire... 65, yeah, 10, 62. 15 years. Actually, you know, it's funny. Most Canadians should retire when they're in their 61, 62-ish. Really? Yeah. Yeah, you shouldn't really work past 63 or something like that, unless you really love your job, yeah. right? So if you if you start planning your money life when you're in your 40s, or maybe even your late 40s, right? You should be able to retire in, the, in within 20 years. Yeah, so anyone out there who's listening right now and you're thinking, I'm in my 40s, I don't have much of a plan, how am I going to get this together? Right. Well, it's not too late. It's never too late, right? Mm-hmm. And the day, the day you should start planning retirement is the day you start working. But we don't think about it because, you know, in our 20s, what are we doing? Partying. We're going to school, partying, oh, that. drinking, oh, right. school. On. That. <laughs> Sorry. Partying at school, right? <laughs> then in our 30s, what are we doing? We're, we're finishing, we're getting a job, we're getting Hustling. married. Yeah, yeah, right? In our late Starting in, a family, maybe. Yeah, in our late 30s, in our 40s, we're buying a house, mm-hmm. having a mortgage, all that kind of stuff. So really, people don't really start serious planning until they're in their late 40s or, or 50s, which is not too late because you've got you know, 20 years to, to figure out what you need to do. We'll talk more about that and more about your retirement planning and retirement savings and more about that client experience with Kelvin, the money guy, on the other side of the break. You can visit askkelvin.ca. That's ask ca, Or give him a call, 416-457-7526, and book an appointment and get part of that yes, lifelong experience today. Sure. 416-457-7526. More with Kelvin, the money guy, on the other side on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. And welcome back to Your Life, Your Money with Kelvin the Money Guy. AskKelvin.ca is his website. 416-457-7526 is the phone number that you can call to ask him a question or book an appointment. That's 416-457-7526 or AskKelvin.ca. We've been talking about the client experience, talking about the listeners who have been listening to you over the last while and they are interested in planning their life, right. getting a better return on their money. Mm-hmm. And you're talking about the average person who you're, is reaching out to you are in their early 50s, 51, 52. Right. You know, and it's not too late to be planning their yeah, retirement. Never too late. What kind of return on investment are they finding? Yeah, so another common thing when they bring their, their investment statements and stuff to have a look at, um, I would have noticed that the average return is about 3.6% return. So with a 3.6% return, you're going to double your money in like maybe 30 years. So, the, so, when you, so to figure out how your money doubles, you, you take 72 divided by the interest rate that you get, and that'll tell you when your money will double. Okay. So if you get 10%, your money should double every 7.2 years. So at 3.6%, well, do the math and see, will you live long enough? I don't know. Yeah. You well, figure it out. Hopefully. Right? Yeah. <laughs> well, it yeah. makes me want to, you know, get planning right away. Yeah. And and when you look at the average return of the um of the US markets, 
it's averaging about maybe about a 9% return. In wow. fact, there's a fund, and I don't like to talk about products and stuff like that, as you know, right? Mm-hmm. But there's a fund in the US that average return um, is about 14%, the uh, Fidelity Magellan Fund. Wow. So there is type, there is investments and stuff out there that you don't have to take a lot of risk and make and still make a good return and double your money every eight to 10 years. In fact, if you're not doing that, something is totally wrong, right? That's what I find. That's what I've, another thing I've found mm-hmm. is that you should be able to double your money every eight to 10 years. So if that, you're not getting that kind of return, then something's awry in the planning. Right. I mean, if you're young, if you're in your 20s, mm-hmm. you know, getting a 3% or a 4% return, it's okay because you got lots of time. Yeah. Right? So but you've the, got uh, some room yeah, for yeah, adjustment, room yeah, to exactly. yeah. change the course. Yeah, the older on. you get, I mean, you know, you want to take less risk but still make a decent return. And there's ways to do it. It's like everything else. There's always ways to do it. You just have to sit down and seek the advice. Right. right? And that's a big thing. It's just a matter of saying, you know what? I don't really know. I Maybe I'm too subjective on this. Right. I need an objective opinion right. to look at this yeah. and make the plan. Yeah. So uh, another thing that, that I find that from clients is that the advisors never figure out, you know, when does a client going to receive their CPP, right. their Canada pension, how mm-hmm. much is it going to be? And the old age, right? So the average Canadian would get about maybe $700 uh, CPP and about $600 when you're 65 for the old age. So that's real money mm-hmm. should be in your calculations to figure out, you know, will I have enough money when I retire? Right. So right? that's money that you've got to think about is in your retirement as well as all of that, right? And what that what you're going to be taxed on too? With- yeah. So you know, retirement shouldn't be something you should be fearful of. You know what people should do is save up some money, go on a trip, sit on the beach, <laughs> and figure out when you want to retire with That's how nice. much money. When you're on the beach, I feel like you want to retire right, right then and exactly. stay there. So yeah, <laughs> as soon as possible. It, in fact, the Bank of Montreal did a survey and they found that uh, the average Canadian, when they're 65, need about four thousand dollars coming into their pockets when they retire. Mm-hmm. So you got to work backwards and say, okay, my old age and my CPP pays me, I don't know, $1,500. Mm-hmm. So a married couple is $3,000. So you need to fund $1,000. So Chris, how much money do you think you need when you're 65 to last you till you're 90? You're not actually going to make me do the math. No, no, I'm going <laughs> to ask you, how much money do you think? Because when... How much money do you need to fund $1,000 every month from the time you're 65 to you're 90? Now, when you ask people, if I ask you, Chris, yes. how much money do you think you're going to need? I mean, you're a young guy, but when you retire, how much money do you think you're going to need? I, don't, I honestly don't know. Yeah, yeah, most people don't know. Yeah. And then you hear financial advisors and banks telling you you need a million dollars. Yeah. Well, that's, that's wrong, man. Yeah. That's wrong, right? To fund $1,000 from the time you're 65 to you're 90, you need $210,000 earning you 5%. Oh. So can every Canadian retire when they're 60, 65-ish? Of course. Yeah. If you, you just got to do some planning. And you do the planning. Yeah, but and- we worry about, you know, acronyms like RSPs, mm-hmm. TFSAs, RIFs, LIFs. Don't worry about that stuff. Worry about when you're going to retire and how much money you need. Yeah. What do you find sort of the biggest problem is for people who are visiting for your clients? What is it that is missing in their equation? Well, the biggest problem is a lack of planning, right? They don't sit down. In fact, you know, people plan Easter and Christmas and Mm -hmm. vacations and all kinds of stuff, right? But they don't sit and plan 
when they want to retire, with how much money, and what they want to do when they retire. The biggest problem with retiring is not money. If you do it properly, if you sit down with your advisor and plan out your life, the biggest problem is what do I do? Right. Yeah. Right? Well, how am I going to fill my time? Yeah, imagine since you since you were 10 years old or 8, I don't know, when you started school, right? Mm-hmm. And you went to school, then you got a job. So you've been getting up early every morning and going to do something. You had a place to go. Well, now I retired today. I have nothing Where to do. Where do I go? <laughs> yeah. You better have a hobby. <laughs> yeah. But I've noticed that about people who do have a pretty secure retirement, people who are in public sector, who've got a, you know, a, we're, we're all jealous of the cushy yes, retirement yeah. plans yeah. that teachers and other public sector people have, is a lot of them don't want to retire because they're not sure what they're going to do right. with their, their time. It's exactly. Like they're used to the camaraderie of a workplace. Yeah. They're used to going in, and that's a hard thing to think about. So. Well, I guess if you've got the money problem solved, that's your next issue. Exactly, yeah. So, so again, it's a lack of planning. And in fact, you know when you give up my phone number, mm-hmm. what is it? 416-457-7526. Well, you know what the 7526 is? It's plan. Yes. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so that's part of the, that's a whole part of the Kelvin, the money guy package is planning. Right. So, you know, sit down and, and put pen to paper and figure it out. And then every, say, eight months or so, uh, sit down and review where you were and where you're going. And you need to know sort of all those aspects of your life in order to figure out exactly how right. much money Mem- you're going to need. I don't know if you remember this, but in the old days, to get somewhere, you'd go to CAA and they'll send you a big map, <laughs> yeah. you'd full of map, yeah, yeah. and you would actually draw out in red yes. where you're going. Well, the problem today is we put in our GPS and we have no idea where we're going. No idea. And we don't so remember ba- yes. places that we That's go every right. week. Yes. Yeah, so <laughs> get back to the old map and map out your future. You'll Perfect. Be fine. And you can start that by booking an appointment with Kelvin the Money Guy by calling 416-457-7526. That's 416-457-7526. Plan. <laughs> <laughs> or visit askkelvin.ca. That's ask K-E-L-V-I-N. .ca and get that roadmap started. More of your life, your money coming on the other side with Global News Radio 640 Toronto. And welcome back. Thank you for listening to Your Life, Your Money. This is Chris Creston, joined as always by Kelvin the Money Guy. You can visit his website, askkelvin.ca, and give him a call at 416-457-7526. That's 416-457-PLAN. And get started on making a plan for your financial future by talking about your life with right. a guy who's kind yes. of a nice, <laughs> relatable guy who's uh, easy to talk to. And I really enjoy talking to every two weeks here. Well, you know, one of the things is when I, when I, when clients come in to see me, I always talk to them as, what if they were my parents, right? What would I tell them to do? Yeah. Right? And I think if you take that approach, mm-hmm. you, you're always doing the right thing for people. Now, you're not always 100% right. Nobody ever is. Mm-hmm. But I think the more you meet with your advisor, the more they can know about you, about your life, mm-hmm. so you can make better decisions. Many people I find in our, in our not, our, I shouldn't say many people, we're, some advisors are just order takers, right? They're told what to do, yeah. you know, sell this guy an RSP, sell this guy a TFSA. Well, if you talk to uh, some people that are in their late 60s or 70s, you know, many of them will probably tell you an RSP is a bad idea. Yeah. I know I shouldn't be saying that we should all be buying RSPs, but you really have to sit down and 
and plan out, should I buy this RSP? What should I do? Don't just wait for February, you know, to buy RSPs and stuff. Maybe you don't want to buy one. Maybe you got too much. I don't know. Sit yeah. down and figure it out. Well, that's it. And uh, we've taken calls on the air here before from people who, in right. the last segment I was talking about teachers and other people in the public sector who right. got a really great pension. But then they've also been listening to an advisor who told them, keep buying RSP and so you can wrong. defer taxes. Yeah. And then they're paying ta- too much tax in their retirement. Well, you just hit it on the head. It's it's deferred. You're not saving any tax. Mm-hmm. An RSP is not a tax saver. It's a tax deferrer. You're going to pay that tax back one day. And you know what? Many times uh, when you take a hard look at your at your world, when you, you'll only notice when you get older, if you sit down with an advisor, you'll only notice, right? That many times I shouldn't have bought so much RSPs mm-hmm. because you have to pay back the tax that you save. So sometimes you're maybe better off to pay off your debt or pay down your mortgage. I don't, I don't know. I'm just generalizing, mm-hmm. but... Those are some of the consistency that I see with uh, with people. You know, one of the other things that uh, we talk about on the show, and you've, I'm sure you talk about with your clients all the time, is you know, when is a good time to get life insurance? You know, like I know that's a big part of your plan as well, and a big part of tax planning. Well, so. you know, we 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 as advisors talk about money all the time. How much money you need when you retire? You need a gazillion dollars when you retire. Well, what if you don't get there? If you die, yeah. right? So always look at your life insurance. If you have kids, you better buy some life insurance. Mm-hmm. If you have mortgage, you better buy some life insurance. But I think, uh, so when, what the question is, when should you buy life insurance? Yeah. Anytime. Anytime. Yeah. Try and get it when you're young, so you're yeah. healthy, right. right? And the price is, is cheaper. But you know what's more important than life insurance? It's critical illness insurance. Right. Because I... You know, I, I think the highest probability of dying is when you were born, right? From what they say. Mm-hmm. So you're not going to die. But in this day and age, what are we all getting? Cancer, stroke, heart attack. I mean, everybody we know now has, that you know somebody yeah. that had cancer, right? From all different ages, from points in their life when they thought it was sort of the prime working time. And they thought, I'm in my 30s. I'm young. It's going to be. Yeah. And you've got something that right. takes you, it doesn't take you down. But it takes you out of the game for a little while. Well, for a little while, it says that if you get a, if you get stroke, cancer, heart attack, it's not going to kill you, but you're going to be out of work for at least six months, three to six months. So if you have three to six months savings in the bank or whatever, uh, yeah, you don't need to buy the critical illness. But if you don't, you better buy one time your income, right? So, and here how here's what happens. You buy one time your income. If you're about 30 years old, 35 years old, it's about maybe maybe 1500 bucks a year, right? In 20 years from now, if you don't get the stroke, cancer, heart attack, in fact, you don't want to get it, then you get all your premiums back. So you get all your money back. So what did you really lose? Nothing. Yeah. So again, it comes down to, to, to you as the client, you as the individual, what's your intentions? Um, where are you heading to down the road? So you know what? Load up on life insurance, buy some critical illness and move on. Nothing is free. Mm-hmm. And if something does happen, what, you know, people live their lives in the rearview mirror. Or you ever hear of the should have, could have guy? Yeah. Man, I could have bought some of that acrylic illness, but I didn't. Now I got cancer. What do I do? Mm-hmm. So don't live your life as a should have, could have guy person, I should say. Right? Sit down and do some life planning and you'll be fine. You know, an, an interesting thing that I've learned doing the show with you, Kelvin, is you don't call life insurance life insurance. What do you call it? Love insurance. Right, because it's... You're buying for somebody you love, yeah. right? So maybe, they, maybe the industry needs to change that terminology because we associate life insurance 
with dying. Right. And that's why we don't want to think about it, yeah, right? That's, yeah. It's scary. And, and yet, in fact, you get some people that say that, man, if I buy a life insurance, I'm going to die. Yeah. It's like a will. It's like somebody doing a will, like, right? Like, oh, don't tempt fate. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm not doing a will because, man, I'm going to die. Yeah, and then when you do... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the government decides what to do with right. this Right. There's another topic for a show one day, you know, wills and power of attorney, the mm-hmm. lack of people doing stuff like that. It's really funny, you know, doing this business for 31 years... You see a lot of things, you know, what you should do and what you, sh- when, and what you shouldn't do, right? Mm-hmm. And just follow what wealthy people do and one day you will become wealthy. Yeah, and I know that that's something that you've talked about before, life insurance or love insurance as a way of passing wealth on to yes. young people, so, to yeah, your children. That's right. So that's how wealthy people pass money on to, their, to the next generation because life insurance is not taxable upon death. Right. So your kids aren't going to be taxed like income on that. Right. Think about it. You know, if Chris, if you wanted to leave your future kids $2 million, mm-hmm. well, why don't you buy $2 million of life insurance on your life now and pay for it for 20 years. Yeah. And in 20 years, somebody don't make no more payments. And when you die, your wife or your kids will get $2 bucks. Easy, simple, right? Pretty nice parting <laughs> gift. I know you don't want to think of it that way, but that's yeah. sort of that's yeah. that's what it's yeah. like. And I think that a lot of people, when we're talking about you know, life insurance and retirement savings, it's the fear. But once you start planning anything, it stops being scary. Like that pile of laundry in the right. corner. In the dark, it looks like a monster. <laughs> but you shine some light on it, and you figure out the truth. It's just a pile of laundry that, that's, yeah, that's haunting right. you in another way. And and like any other things in our business, like you know, there's always acronyms. So insurance, there's things called joint first to die, joint last to die, universal life, whole life, term life. Man, there's all kinds of stuff. So people just figure, you know what? I'm not going to do nothing, mm-hmm, right? Too confusing. One of the biggest flaws I find is that if you have a mortgage and you uh, with the bank, of course, and uh, they encourage you to buy mortgage insurance, right. well, it's the wrong thing to do because who are you really insuring? Not insuring yourself. The bank. You're insuring the bank. Yeah. So let's say you have a three hundred thousand dollar mortgage and it's at three percent. Yeah. Right. And you die. Right. Well, wouldn't you like your wife to get the money? Yeah, that's what you would think that insurance would do. Take the money and invest it and get 5%. So now you're paying down, but the banks don't do that. What they do is they take the money and pay off your mortgage. So you don't have a choice. So So they're insuring themselves. Right. So buy your life insurance on your life, not on the mortgage. And and when we take out a mortgage, what's the term of our mortgage? Five years, right? Mm -hmm. So in five years from now, you're five years older. So you got to buy the buy the insurance now it's going to cost you more because yeah yeah so do some thinking about like everything else i say right before you buy that product you know figure out if it's good for you mm-hmm. think about you first you know when you're in that airplane and they're doing all that fancy things about the exit and all that stuff when they tell you when the thing falls the mass falls who should you look after first you look after yourself first so you can help someone else there you go Airplane rules for your financial planning here. <laughs> AskKelvin.ca is his website. AskKelvin.ca or 416-457-7526 to book an appointment. 416-457-7526. More about your life and your money and maybe a little bit about your relationship. Yes. On the other side <laughs> of the break here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. AskKelvin.ca is his website, askkelvin.ca, 416-457-PLAN, 
0826 is the number to get a hold of Kelvin the Money Guy. He is one of the top financial advisors in the country, and you've got access to him on the radio and at the phone as well, 416-457-7526. We've been talking about the client experience and people who come in. Maybe they've uh, connected to you right. through the radio right. and given you a call and you know found a way to start planning for their life and planning their money smarter as well. Right. And Kelvin, you know, one thing that I've always wondered about that, uh, you know, started out way back when I first got married was mm-hmm. my wife said to me, we should have one bank account. We should join everything together. And I was a little like, well, maybe it's better if we don't have all our eggs in one basket. Right. And so that debate went on. And I know people who have been married for a long time mm-hmm. who are still having that debate and thinking about switching in and stuff. Is there a... a uh, advantage to putting doing your investing and doing all of your money together or does it make more sense to spread it out so you know really interesting question because uh again i look for commonalities in in financially successful relationships and people and one other thing is is that when you have your a bank account if wife has hers and husband has his and then you have one joint account where you pay bills and so on right mm-hmm. it doesn't work as well really okay yeah. that was my idea that nah. was and my wife thankfully had a better one good <laughs> good to hear and my wife will be happy and interestingly enough in the relationships where the wife controls the uh, the money they seem to work better Really? Like I don't, I have no idea what I pay for at home. I have, I have no idea where money goes. <laughs> I have no idea. I don't really care because my wife looks after it, and and I find you know she gives me some money to spend and we move on. The only <laughs> drawback to that is that you know if you wanted to buy something for your wife, Chris, like a I don't know a, a gift, an anniversary, yeah, a birthday, sure. We're gonna, I'm she'll pop know already. In, yeah. <laughs> yeah, pop into Tiffany's and spend yeah. way too much on a piece of jewelry. Yeah. She's going to go, why did you spend all that money before she even gets the gift? Because you'll get the bill before, right? Exactly. That's the one drawback. But but seriously, all, any, all the clients that I have that I find are very successful and have money in the bank and money put away and everything, they have one joint account. Really, yeah. And everything comes out of there and... It, and, the, and the woman, the wife, controls the uh, all the money. So when you're talking about that in one joint account, does that uh, include also when you're talking about the RSPs and TFSAs? Or because can you do that as no. a joint, or you've got it that carries in your own along name? Yes, yeah. so RSPs and um, and TFSAs and stuff like that is in your name, right. your social insurance number, like your name. So you can't join those things. Um, but I'm talking about everyday living. Yeah. Like, um, you know, paying bills. So your checking account or maybe yeah. that savings account that yeah. you've got in the, yeah. with CIBC yeah. or TD the, You know, or they coined the phrase, join your money with your honey. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard that. Right? I like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I, I, you know, like I say, I'm just giving you life experiences mm-hmm. of people in the past that I've dealt with. And that's one of the the things that I found that was very common with them. That's interesting. Weird, eh? Yeah. I, yeah. I, you know, it, it also makes sense in the sense that, you know, the, you've got nothing to hide, right? right? So all of a sudden, you're not. There's no mystery. Exactly. In, oh, I wonder what he's buying. Oh, yeah. Wonder, how come he yeah. never seems to have right. enough money? <laughs> That's Things right. Things like yeah. that. Well, yeah. you, you can see why. You can yeah. see how. And and for the guys, we tend to have when our wives do. We tend to have more money in our pockets. That's I don't know why. <laughs> 
It's, it's bizarre. Well, you know, one thing that I will say, I think the difference between men and women when it comes to impulses mm-hmm. is I think men are more likely to buy something on an impulse. And I don't right. have any statistics to back that up. Yeah. But I know when I'm like, it, obviously, you, you think of a store that's sort of geared towards men. Right. And I don't want to gender yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, too yeah, much. Yeah. But, you know, you go to the hardware store and there's all sorts of stuff in a rack right next to the cash. And I know <laughs> Actually, they do yeah. that at stores that are geared towards women as well. But right. I feel like there's always something that I'm going to pick up. And, oh, gee, I, I, I really need, need yeah. this. Or I'm at Best Buy. Oh, yeah, I need this Super Mario Pez dispenser <laughs> real bad. <laughs> yeah, really. Eh? Yeah. So I could see where that's probably not a, a similar experience that I think my wife would be able to share. No, you're right. You're, yeah, you're right. <laughs> like, again, I, the, the whole theme of the show was uh, the experience that you mm-hmm. have. And that's, you know, that's really what you want is your experience in life with your money, mm-hmm. right? And, you know, I guess you sort of think about when you're talking to your clients, you can sit down with a husband and a wife and and see if they're on the same page yes. as well. Yeah, yeah. And, and many times, um, again, many times the wife makes the decision, right? Now, you know, maybe we'll take a break here and come back and talk about how that all works in the event that the marriage ends, right? Because that's, you know, we talk about life insurance, we talk about... Well, God forbid something right. happens. Right. You should have a plan. Right. How does that all come into effect Good. as well? Sure. Let's talk about that as your life, your money continues here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. If you want to give Kelvin a call, you can call him anytime at 416-457-7526 or visit his website, askkelvin.ca. 416-457-7526. 416-457-7526 is the number to reach Kelvin off the air. And you can always visit his website, askkelvin.ca. That's ask K-E-L-V-I-N dot C-A. I just noticed I always say to uh, say ask K-E-L, A-S-K, just for those out there who are wondering. Kelvin.ca is the website that you can visit. You know, we've been talking about... You know, your life and your money, mm-hmm. obviously, but uh, right. we just finished off the last segment talking about a joint bank account and uh, planning your finances. You're saying that the wife is a better uh, yeah, something about it. I don't know what it is. We don't know why. <laughs> it's not a science. <laughs> but for some reason, people do better when the lady is taking care of yeah, the finances. Yeah. You know, I, obviously, these kinds of things, money arguments, tend to be a big, big argument problem, yeah. Yeah, big in problem. a lot of relationships. <laughs> and, you know, obviously, you know, un- unfortunately, relationships come to an end. Sure. And then you found yourself now having to divvy up all of those finances. Are Is it a misconception that if you've got two bank accounts that you're somehow going to have be able to keep more of it or is no it's just a misconception yeah. you know when you when the clients that I know that that got separated i mean we have to provide all the um, like the statements and everything else yeah. so everything is split up halfway anyway so it doesn't so it really doesn't matter you can't really hide uh, you can't really hide your money and stuff right know? so if you've got your money in a joint bank account or separate ones it's not going to make it's a not going to make a difference but you know what makes a difference is if you die Right. So what happens is because the account is joint, nothing is frozen. Mm -hmm. You see? So life goes on as usual, right? So that's interesting. So, you know, I'll use the husband as an example because men tend to die earlier. Right. 
Uh, if well, why if is the that husband passes away, because <laughs> we're idiots, <laughs> we take risks. I think that's part of it. Uh, it's part of that impulse control problem I was talking about <laughs> yeah, before. Yeah, yeah, true. But the um, if the if the husband is to pass away first, if his finances are frozen and only the wife has only her bank account to work. Right, work unless with, you so. have a like um, you know will not not right. really a will but a, um, a power of attorney, right? Yeah. Otherwise, you can't touch the account. So if it's a joint account, that makes it easier. Yeah, for sure. Keeping on divorce for a second here, Kelvin, has anyone ever fought over you in the divorce? I know people (laughs) have to worry about custody of the children. They have to worry about who gets the dog or the cat, who gets the house, who gets the china hutch, who gets Kelvin the money guy? Has that ever been a problem? Actually, no. I never thought thought of that. (laughs) Do you end up having to sort of work with both divorce couple uh, ends of the divorce couple? Fortunately, I've only had a couple of people that split up, but uh, <laughs> no, I haven't had that problem. Because a good financial planner <laughs> buys you a longer marriage. Yeah, yeah Right. <laughs> Less to fight about. Uh, in fact, I don't know what I would do. <laughs> <laughs> Just come to me. Come to the one you like more, Kelvin. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> good question. <laughs> Before we wrap up the show here, we should talk about, we've been talking about that uh, client experience and the, what your clients do talk to you about when they uh, hear you on the radio and they make that call to get in touch with you. Why should someone who's on the fence, who's thinking that maybe I'm with a financial advisor or maybe I'm with a bank and we were talking at the beginning of the mm-hmm. show and the financial advisor changes every couple every, of months. Yeah, that's right. What, why is it that people should give you a call, Kelvin? Because like I said uh, in, the, in the middle of the show, I treat people like if you're like my mom and dad. What would I tell you to do? So I, so not only, you can buy these financial products anywhere. Banks, internet, wherever you want to buy it. These days you can buy it, right? But what's missing is, is the human aspect about what we do for a living. Like I want to, I, before I talk to you about your money and that kind of stuff, what you have, what you don't have and things like that, I want you to tell me about you. Like what's your, how are you feeling? You know, what... How do you feel about life? How do you feel about what you do and things like that? Before I can really tell you what to do with your money, mm-hmm. I want to know. About, I want to know you as a person. Yeah, as yeah. a couple, as yeah. a family. What are the kids doing? Are they playing right. sports? Are they looking into yes. education? Yes, because I'm a regular guy myself. My mm-hmm. dad was a welder. My mom worked in a sewing factory, so I didn't come for money or nothing. Um, I just worked and did what I had to do. So you know, it's funny. Most of my clients are your average. People, not wealthy, they're normal, they have a good life, they have a nice asset base, and they're just generally good people. And I think that's the kind of person that I attract, to be honest with you. And if you are interested in getting in touch with Kelvin and talking to him about your life and getting started on that plan, you can call 416-457-7526. That's 416-457-PLAN. And you can visit his website, askkelvin.ca. That's ask, K-E-L-V-I-N dot C-A. And, and you know, there's another thing. I give out my personal cell phone number. That's right. It rings during the show sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> and many advisors don't. Yeah. So I want to put a human touch to what I do because I'm a regular guy. Yeah. Right? So that's why I give out my cell. Some people say I'm really crazy to give out my, my personal cell number. But you know what? That's who I am. Yeah. 
right? And that's and that's been your cell phone number for a long time. So uh, if anyone, a long time. <laughs> <laughs> if anyone wants to give Kelvin a call, like I said, anytime four one six four five seven seven five two six. But be reasonable. Don't wake the poor guy up. <laughs> <laughs> Kelvin, thank you so much for joining me again here today, and uh, have a great week. And uh, you too. Thank you. Thank you. Stay tuned to Global News Radio six forty Toronto.